Good Monday morning, everybody. Yes, that's right. You're not hearing the voice of Jimmy Williams. You're hearing the voice of Lori Few. I have staged a semi-hostile takeover of the Live a Life by Design podcast this morning. And in the hot seat, we have flipped the script, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to introduce the one, the only, Mr. Jimmy Williams. Oh, I don't know how this worked out. I don't know how you, Ashley, and everyone took over the mics and all the studio, but uh, shall I say I'm a little nervous? Yes, you should be a little nervous. This morning, we are going to delve deep into the mind that is Jimmy. Our listeners are going to find out all the ins and outs of what make you tick, and we're calling this episode A Day in the Life of Jimmy. <laughs> it's the only day you'll have that'll have more than 24 hours, or at least it'll feel like it, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the start of a brand new week, and we're really excited to get to ask some of those questions that our listeners really, really want to know about Jimmy. They hear everything that you think, say, every week, every ounce of positivity. And the first thing that we're going to start off with, is that real <laughs> Great question. Uh, yes, it is. So I will tell you, I literally get up in a great mood every day. And I know people are going to say, well, you can't be bipolar. You're not in a great mood every day. I mean, but I will say, um, to be very honest with you, I do, because I choose to take control of my mindset. I cannot control things outside my own environment. And I basically always choose to be smiling. I choose to live a life that's got happiness in it and positivity and encouragement. And I choose to give that away all day, Lori. Well, and I knew the answer to that question, but inquiring minds just had to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> I have never doubted that sense of positivity, but along those lines, let's kind of give our listeners a little insight as to how that mindset started for you. Is that something that started in your childhood? Maybe when you were a young adult? You know, that's another great question. I will say this, um, looking back in my childhood, I had a very happy childhood. That doesn't mean I had a lot of excess toys, money, and all that stuff. We really didn't. I'm the youngest of six people, but I had two parents that were very, very encouraging in everything I ever did. Um, you know, I, I just want to say it this way. They never allowed me to say, look at the situation we're in financially and let that determine my outward feelings to everyone and everybody that's in my midst. So they really were encouraging to me. And they always taught me this one rule. You treat people as you wish to be treated. So I have always taken that to heart and I have simply expanded that through my adulthood. I will tell you there are days, Lori, that I don't feel totally 100% happy, but those days are few and far between. Uh, there are some times in my personal life we'll get to in a moment that I had some very tough days. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, those were tough days. I wasn't probably feeling my most optimistic, but I can tell you that the good has outweighed the bad a hundredfold. Well, and I think that's important. And, you know, we talk a lot about perspective on this podcast. And I think it's really important to remember that your perspective can change. Um, what you think about when you're young versus when you become a little more, uh, what's the Monday morning word, seasoned. I don't really like to say older adult. I'd like to say seasoned. 
Um, I am 40 now. And so I think perspective does tend to change as we get older. So um, what are they, let's move on to my next idea, my next hot topic of a question. I know that you like to journal and I know that you probably have thousands of pages that you've written. At some point, do you ever go back to those journals to find some of that perspective that you might have forgotten about or just need to revisit or review? Is there a certain time frame? Oh, you probably already know the answer to this as well. Most of you listening, if you've been listening to 101 episodes, Lori and I and some other team members have put on for you, uh, you know the answer to this. But I'm going to expound a little bit on that, Lori, if I may. I don't just simply write down in a journal and put the book away forever to collect dust until my kids at my passing go in and read these things that I wrote down and hopefully they go, oh, look how wise dad is. I actually use journaling as a means and a tool to help me retain my positivity in life and my good attitude about life. So don't laugh. I write in my journal literally every day. If it goes more than a day I'm out of town and I left it at home, which happened once and I was just devastated. So I, um, <laughs> I always pack it now in my bag right along with everything else I need. Toothbrush, journal, got it right there. <laughs> uh, but what I do is I, I write down not just what happened for the day. It gives me my brainstorming time. So within those pages, the four corners of that page, it's not that intimidating to me to even draw things out. Hey, how would this look if I did this or what if we did that? And so I look at my journals after a week. So I review them for the whole week and I don't laugh. I'm a little bit anal retentive on this, but I create an index at the back of each journal with keywords and what page numbers you can find those topics. Um, again, this from Jim Rohn. I've mentioned him many times on our podcast. And I will tell you that man has been so inspirational, so influential on my life that if you don't write it down, it is merely lost to history. So I've got, oh gosh, probably 20 or 30 journals over my life now that are stuck in my library. And they're some of the best books I feel in my library, Lori. Well, and I love that you kind of set that up because the next segue into that, when you mentioned a mentor, I mean, obviously I know I have to be very high on that list. Like I know I'm probably a very influential person in your life, Jimmy, let's just be honest. You are more influential than you know, I'll no. tell you. Uh, you no. know, you're, you're going to laugh. Many people, though, on a serious note, think that to be an influencer or to be a mentor requires someone that is older than you. You know, you, you kind of picture that sage grandfather type person or grandmother, and you want to spend time with them with just a journal in hand with a fresh ink pen going, oh, I got to write all this great stuff down that I'm capturing today from this knowledge, right? But that's not really what mentoring is about. Mentoring is about those that have different experiences that you wish to gain knowledge from. Make sense? Yes, yes, I love that. And I think it's so true. Um, I, you can be mentored from anybody, from anywhere at any different point in your life. And so I, I think that's great. But you mentioned Mr. Rome, but can you give us a little bit of insight as to maybe your favorite mentor? Oh, I'd say yes. I, I, I'll tell you my favorite mentor probably of all times is a, a gentleman named Randy Thurman. 
Now, when he hears this, he's one, he's like a brother to me, but he's older. He's, he's more seasoned in his career in the area of which we both now work, but he has a way about him that he will tell you his story is not all glamour. It's not all glamorous at all, but he has been ultra successful. He understands the ability to meet people's needs and exceed their wants and he just knows how to do it with teamwork and class. And so he's always been the kind of person to me that's taken me under his wing when I first needed it and set me on the right path of how to be the best wealth advisor I could be and how to really help our clients reach their goals, dreams, and objectives. And he is still today one of the most influential people in my life I hope he listens to this podcast because I try to tell him all the time. I'll send him. I'm a card writer. All right, Lori, I know what you people are thinking. This guy goes through ink pens, but that's why we have Amazon and you can buy them by the box. You get yes, <laughs> so, thankful for Amazon for sure. Now, I will reveal one secret, though, Lori, and you're you're one of my influencers. So I wanted you to know <laughs> I am a big fan of German engineered writing instruments. Oh, you know what I'm referring to? These are the Mont Blanc pens. These are the uh, ultra creme de la creme of writing instruments. So I've got, oh, about 34, 35 of them now. And uh, so I have some that I use day to day. The others are collector series and things that I do use, but not very frequently. And I tell you, there is nothing that does my heart better than a clean white page in that journal and a nice Mont Blanc writing instrument in that right hand and just start flowing with the words. And the one thing about having these mentors is recording their thoughts that they give you, their sayings that they've said. And I can go back and look and I can point back to Randy Thurman and say, do you remember eight years ago when you told me this? (laughs) He'll go, "Uh, no, no, I don't. But what I do in my journal is unique. For those of you listening, if you really want something that's going to help you help yourself, the journaling method to me does that. It's a self, it's an introspection, if you will, self-renewal. I actually write the date that I'm writing the entry, the time, the location of where I've written it. So you'll probably notice some of my writings, a different tone perhaps, or different information if I'm on an airplane versus if I'm just sitting in my favorite comfortable chair in my home recording my thoughts. And so that's something that might help people to go back and look at the date, the time, where were you, what was going on? And to me, that's very, very helpful mentally to keep that positivity rolling. And ladies and gentlemen, I can promise you that is not an act. Jimmy is the most positive person, even if he's having a bad day, even if he you know, is busy, he's going to stop and take that time to acknowledge and to reach out or just text or a quick card or a postcard. I mean, it's, it's legitimate and it's real. And I think it's rare to find people like that in the world. And I personally am so grateful and excited to be able to kind of flip the script today and put Jimmy in the hot seat because (laughs) I consider him one of my mentors and it's great to hear how he perceives mentorship. And I think that that probably is one of the keys to this podcast is to inspire people and remind people that mentoring is so simple and so easy. And it's something that we should all be doing. And that's something we can all do and take with us the rest of our days. Yeah. You want to blow your kid's mind someday when Noah's 17, 18, 19, (laughs) whenever he goes off to college, you know, 
I want you to blow his mind. What I do is I send my daughters handwritten cards from me. Now you got to understand these are girls that are 25 to be soon to be 25, going to be 20 here next uh, few days for the younger daughter. And they go to their mailbox, Lori. There's this thing called a mailbox. And I have to tell yeah. them, did you, did you check your mail? Dad, <laughs> I, I never get anything but junk in there. I go, hey, you just need to check your mail. So I'm trying to teach them that there are still some of us old school writers that wish to give them something they could put on that you know, refrigerator or hang on that bed at your dormitory or whatever. And so I send cards to my children from time to time, not doing anything more than letting them know I'm proud of you. I think you're doing a great job. The encouragement, the world right now, Lori, after COVID-19, it's still continuing, but I call it afterwards. If you look at all of the disruption, especially those kids that are just starting their career, like our older daughter, she's 2,000 miles away alone. And then if you look at our younger daughter, she's at a university where they've had to go online classes and all of this stuff that's not the true experience they signed up for. Well, a card might just do it. Matter of fact, our older daughter called me and she said, you even sent a card to Gidget. Now, Lori, (laughs) I did, but Gidget is the family kitty that stays with Alex. It's her kitty. And she got a card as well as Alex. Now, that to me is just good parenting. (laughs) That is good parenting. And that's a good, honest answer. So now, ladies and gentlemen, if you need someone to send your cat or dog a postcard or a letter, you have found your person. It might be a little, it might be a little rough, but anyway, okay. That's bad. Okay. That's bad. Don't don't laugh at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the other questions burning, you know, burning questions that people want to know, what actually led you to your line of work? So I'm going to turn this story into something exciting for our listeners. I am a reformed certified public accountant. I love this. So don't laugh. I had in undergrad school such good grades on the ACT. I'm not bragging. I just, that was science was my highest score. And I loved medicine. I loved helping people through medicine. In other words, not necessarily just being a doctor, but the feeling that people trusted you as an advisor over something that's most important to them that money can't buy. What is that? Their health. And so I went to undergrad school thinking, okay, I'll either be a doctor or I'll be a CPA. Now, don't laugh. That is quite divergent. I get it. Let me explain the reason. I loved the science and so forth. I loved all of the lab work. I loved all of the helping other people. But every doctor back in this day, now don't laugh, Lord, but this was back in the day in the early 80s. You had these things just came out called beepers. They didn't have phones. They had beepers, okay? I remember beepers. Yeah, so these pagers and beepers were stuck to all the doctor's pockets. I got to go kind of what we'd call shadow today. Back in my day, they just basically called it a, a day at the work of whoever. And uh, so I, that day, saw the, just, just the, the, the really busy time. I mean, it was such a frenetic pace. The doctor was, didn't have time to think. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, he's, he's pretty busy. I see all that. I wanted to do something where I could really help people. So don't laugh. A lot of our clients are doctors or in the medical field because we understand what that takes and what they need to be successful in their career as far as financial means goes and emotional means. So 
I became a CPA and we started out uh, the whole process of making good grades through that. I had a great time. I was actively involved in student leadership while I was an undergrad. I was the accounting club president for two years, uh, Phi Beta Lambda, all those other things with grades and so forth, and had just the best time. Matter of fact, Lori, I will tell you, and I'm honestly saying this to everyone listening in the 50 plus countries now we're listening. Uh, I will tell you, if I could earn what I'm earning today and still be in college, I'd move back into the dorm. I'm telling you, I loved, <laughs> well, maybe not the dorm. Okay. But I was going to say, I don't know, dorms. I, I, I need a suite now, but, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just enjoyed so much helping people. So what I did is I was seeing that instead of helping people with their past, with the CPA work, we would do on tax prep and tax planning and so forth. I wanted to help them form their futures. You know, everyone says you live in the present and you see the future. And I wanted them not to just see it. I wanted them to realize it. And so I became a certified financial planner. I, uh, my master's degree is in law and taxation. And the point I'm bring to the, the equation is, is we address those tax issues on a prospective basis. So we look for that future. What can we do to help limit the outcomes to more positive ones for our clients? And to make a story even shorter, I got to tell you, I love it. I never work a day in my life. I tell people that. And they look at me and they go, are you crazy? I've seen you down there for 12 hours. I got to tell you, I enjoy thoroughly meeting with clients and resolving their issues and helping solve these issues for them. And it's just crazy, but some of us find their real passion in life and go with it. So that leads me as to how this got started. Oh, how did you know that that was going to be my next question? Oh, I didn't know that, but I just knew it would be coming. And you're a pretty now, good you. interviewer. So. <laughs> well, no, that, that was going to be my segue is that in doing what you love every single day is so important and life is too short to sit idly by and think about what you want to be doing versus what you are doing. And if you're not doing something that makes you happy or you don't have an outlet that gives you that drive and that desire to be happy, then life goes by even faster. And so I would love to know how the idea for this podcast came about, because honestly, I have people tell me, I love to listen to the podcast. I, you know, subscribe and I watch it, watch it, listen to me. I listen to it faithfully and I enjoy it every week. And I'm so glad that there's something out there that's something positive and it's something I can take with me. So how did the idea come into your head? <laughs> you know, I have too much time on my hands. So I was journaling <laughs> one day, seriously, had my journal out and I was sitting there thinking, what one way or method could we help spread the most positivity in the quickest manner. And I thought about my local community. And now we're a very small community, a little less than 20,000 in our city, uh, 45,000 in our county. Keep in mind, we're just a little over 3 million in the whole state we live. And I thought, well, I want to do something bigger than that. Now, Lori, that's always my attitude. So if people want to understand how do you get successful in anything, I have this attitude that everyone wants to be my friend and do business with me. That's just my attitude. So, so it kind of hurts my feelings when somebody says, I don't know if it's a good fit, you know, for what we want to do. it from the horse's mouth. That's yeah. the truth. That is so, a true statement. Jimmy just yeah. said he wants to be friends with every person, everybody. And if you look at the number of people on Facebook and LinkedIn with me, that's probably about true. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I just don't turn anyone down. I just think the world's meant to be uh, a place of 
unity for all of us. I think we all have something to contribute to the peace that the world needs. And my job is just to bring a little bit of that to everyone I meet. I feel like either through a handshake back before COVID now, a little pat on the back or a fist bump, but uh, a kind word uh, melts away all of the harshness that they may have experienced before they saw you and met with you is my theory. And so I just basically said to myself, what could I do? What, what means could I do? And I was always a fond believer in podcasts. I love them because they had such an ability to be transportable. It was timely. It was usually a quick listen, you know, 30 minutes or less. And so I thought, wow, this is something that might be interesting. So I did what every good entrepreneur does. I had a great idea, but none of the technological (laughs) know-how. So what do you think I did, Lori? (laughs) You found the right people. Yeah, so... I'm a big who, not how person. So those of you listening, I have three things I do in our office. You can call any of our team and they'll, they'll say, uh, ask a question. Does Jimmy do X? And they'll say, no, he does these three things. <laughs> this is literally it. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'm the best in the world at those three things. And that's how I feel. That's my passion. Those three things that I do. And they bring great value to our clients. And, and so that's why I tell people, I went out, I sought an engineer. So a local friend of mine, that's very technical. And I'm not going to say he's a geek because he's a great guy, but I'm telling you, this guy knows how to do about anything electronic. He's just very, very smart. Um, and then I also said, well, you know, that's great, but I need a, a website for how this is going to work. So our team can put things on there, such as our blogs, how we're feeling about things, what's going on in the world, what we're thinking about that's from a positive perspective. And so uh, don't laugh, Randy Thurman, my great mentor, he said, hey, I've got a gentleman that I know would help you with that. And it happened to be his nephew. And so he's down in he's down in Texas. So what I'm telling people, you don't have to have all of these great resources under your thumb in your locale. I've got people in Texas. We've talked to people all over the country as our guests. We've had some of the most wonderful people on this podcast spreading that positivity and, and helping us understand how their path turned into something greater for them because they followed their passion. And so to be honest with you, Lori, it just started with that. And and I will tell you, did I start the first two or three shows off the way I wanted? No, I had to find my voice, right? And and so at the end of the day, this is where we're at, 102 episodes now. Wow. Well, I, I can't imagine that you had to find your voice. <laughs> You're going to laugh. So my mentor, I asked him, I said, hey, be candid with me. Tell me what you think. He said, where's Jimmy on the episode? <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean? I'm all over it. So the first couple of episodes were just me. And then I had a guest and he said, no, he said, that's not the Jimmy I know. And so he said, Hey, just, just talk and relax and chill and said, pour on these people, all this great stuff you tell me in person and quit worrying about scripts and quit worrying about the microphone and quit worrying about, you know, I'm never going to be perfect, Lori, except to my wife. And I'm sure that that's true. Yes, it is. That's absolutely true. Yeah. You know, I I, got to tell you a funny story. I was on an airplane once and you know me, I cannot help but talk to these people. So there was a young man and he was just fidgeting around in his seat. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and he keeps playing with his wedding band. And I noticed it's on his right hand, his wedding band and Hmm. playing with it. He's taking it off. He's putting it back on and taking it off. And I just kind of leaned over and I said, feeling a little nervous about the flight. And he said, oh, no, it's not the flight. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, I don't want to intrude, but I said, uh, everything's going to be fine. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure everything will be fine when it's all said and done. And he took his wedding band off like that. And I said, but I can I ask a question. He said, sure. And he was in his mid twenties, probably this has been a few years ago. And he said, uh, yeah, what, what can I answer for you? And I said, uh, I've noticed you have your wedding band on the wrong finger and on the wrong hand. 
Yeah, he said, yes, sir, I sure do. He said, I married the wrong woman, and that's part of my problem. (laughs) True story. True story. And I'm just like, I wanted to shrink into my seat. I'm like, oh, no. That's the one time that you probably thought, why did I ask that question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. True story. True True story, story. folks. I hope it worked out for him eventually. That's rough. Oh, I don't know. But if he listens to Live a Life by Design, he will <laughs> obviously find some answers for those kinds of terrible questions he had to deal with. <laughs> oh, okay. Changing gears just a little bit to lighten the mood. I am going to ask you four questions, and I want the very first response that comes to your mind. Okay? All right. Okay, this is totally unscripted. We have no idea what he's going to say. First question. Cake or pie? Yellow cake, chocolate icing. Yes. I'm totally a cake person. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I knew that's why we were friends. Okay. Second question. Beach or snow vacation? Uh, beach all the day long. Preferably something in the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, Dean and I took a, a, a celebration of our anniversary a couple of years ago before COVID at uh, at uh, Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, had the best time. I'm telling you, St. John was uh, just outstanding. St. Thomas was outstanding. So beach person for me. Yes, and hopefully soon we're all going to get to start traveling again. Wouldn't that be amazing? It it is, but I do want to give one caveat for those of you listening. As we age, apparently the ability for your skin, which I was raised without a shirt. I lived in the country. I did all this (laughs) outdoor work. I'd never had any problems. Yeah, so as you get older, I think you become (laughs) a little less tolerant of that thing called the sun. So now I use SPF like 80 or whatever. (laughs) But I still love the waves. I completely can relate. It's if they, the higher the SPF, the better for pasty skin like myself, I can turn into a lobster in like 2.5 seconds flat. Well, I don't want to say anything, but if my wife's not with me and I don't get it rubbed in well, where it just looks like white zinc all over my body, <laughs> kids run screaming down the beach, you know, like this mummy guys after them. And I, I'm just like, Hey, I'm just trying to keep from getting burnt here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three, paper or plastic? Oh, I got to tell you, I'm I'm more of a plastic person. I, I don't want to say that too much because anytime we can take our own bag, like our daughter out in California takes her own bags, we we have our own bags to take. We highly recommend people not fill up the uh, you know the waste areas with plastics and stuff. But I'm going to go with plastics for your answer because you didn't give me a chance to say my own custom <laughs> bag, so I will go with plastic. Oh, you have a, oh your own custom bag? It's got a W on it. Nice. It doesn't stand for Walmart either, Lori. It stands for Williams. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, you know, there are a lot of those W bags floating around. (laughs) Okay. Fourth and final question, and this is near and dear to my heart because everyone knows how I feel about this subject. There are no right or wrong answers. However, I, I just, it's such a burning question of mine. Decaf or regular? And don't mess this up for me, Jimmy. No. So I'll be honest with you. It's, um, it's going to be regular. And here's the reason. It it depends on what you want in it. You might even want an extra shot of espresso in there from time to time, depending on what energy boost you need. You know, drinking decaf coffee, why don't you just drink water with brown color in it? I mean, come on. It's just a cup of sadness. (laughs) You just can't do it. It has to be regular. 
Oh, I just thank you for saying that because I thought this might be the end of our friendship. I got to tell you, it's the same thing when you know, when you go up to people that pull up into a nice, great restaurant and they go, I'll just have a salad. You know, and it's probably a steakhouse or seafood. And I'm going, hey, don't embarrass me. These people know me here. Come on. You know. <laughs> well, you know, one of our local restaurants absolutely has the best salads. And I, I, I frequent it often and I don't have to order. I just walk in and they know what I'm there for. And, and it's amazing. So, you know, I hate to tell you this, but when you've been around as long as me, so I'll be 56 here real quick. And, uh, I know what you're saying, Lori, I know what you're saying. I look older, but listen, it's not the miles I've gone. It's the roads I've taken. So don't laugh, but anyway, well, so, that's- so you're going to laugh though. These people today at the restaurant, Dina, my wife picked me up at the office and we went for a nice lunch, just the two of us. And one of my favorite restaurants, I'm gonna give a shout out to the ladies at Lucy's too today. They yes. do a great job. Food's very fresh service. Excellent. But anyway, I walk in and they're already writing stuff down. I go, how do you know that's what I want? And they go, this is what you always get. And I said, well, okay, yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> well, and it's so true. And I and I think there's something to be said for that. Like we're, we are creatures of habit and we do find comfort in things and, and routines and traditions and things that we like. And it's sometimes really hard to break out of that shell um, and to try something new. And so I, I totally relate to that. Like I'm very much a creature of habit. Um, Some people call it OCD. I don't call that <laughs> what this is. What I call this is just happily consistent. That's all this is. Happily consistent. Ladies and gentlemen, another <laughs> wonderful statement by the Jimmy we all have come to know and love. So let me ask you, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh oh. Why did you ever agree to my wonderful request to have you co-host these episodes and uh, work with me on this project? What did you expect to find out of this? Honestly, when I accepted the challenge, I really wasn't sure what I was accepting. I'm the type of person that I rarely say no. I, I kind of feel like it's a not necessarily a flaw of mine, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better, but I am just normally that person that says yeah sure whatever yeah let's try it let's do it okay um but honestly I didn't know what I was getting myself into I had never participated in a podcast I'd listened to podcasts before um and when you invited me to come on I immediately of course was thinking I need to study up here I need to be professional and we're going to talk about some serious topics and issues and I need to have opinions and that's not really what it was um (laughs) It was fun and it was relaxed and it was talking about topics that are relatable and important to me. And I think that's what I love about this podcast is that every time we talk, it's something relatable. It's something common. It's something that I can take away from and laugh and know that there are other like-minded people that need to hear those same affirmations that life has a purpose. We're all here for a reason. We're better together and we're better when we are in that positive mindset. So. That's why I did it. Man, see, folks, that's what I do. I surround myself with much more talented, brilliant people than I am. Uh, Let me give you another couple of ideas, though, Lori. The reason that you asked me these questions was to find out the real Jimmy. So let me tell you, I do have a couple of pet peeves. I want to share that with you. Yeah. The first one is don't ever bring the rain on someone else's parade day. So what happens a lot of times is we run around, like Zig Ziglar said, you know, just upset at the world because someone did something to us. 
Now, let's assume you're that person I come up to and already somebody has done something to me. And so I just basically, you're having a great day and I just start pouring the rain on, right? You know what I'm talking about? That negative slandering people, gossiping, talking about somebody else and how so-and-so did you wrong and this and that was happening. You know, I got to be honest with you, nobody wins in that type of a scenario. In particular, that person, me now in that scenario, bringing you the bad news is really the loser, in my opinion. You know, it only takes a few seconds for us to take a deep breath, diffuse the situation, because 99% of the time, folks, it is not about you. It's truly not. There's someone else that's upset because someone said something to them, and they're just rolling it downhill. And I tell you, as a leader, this is my pet peeve. Do not bring the rain clouds to someone else's parade day. The second thing I have is, is never tell me no when I'm brainstorming if you have no better ideas. Oh, I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, you ought to be in one of our team meetings. They'll say, well, Jimmy, now that's not your best idea. And I'll go, okay, well, what is? Give me another one. What's your idea? And what I do that for is to help people get out of their shell. Too often we sit there thinking, well, okay, uh, this guy's the leader of the group, so he's got all the answers. Wrong. I got to be honest with you. The best CEOs in the world, Steve Jobs, did not have all the answers. But what Steve Jobs did have was the ability to extract great ideas and information from a very talented team. That's why I read his memoir. I loved the stuff that he did from the business team perspective. Now, I didn't buy into all of his personal life. I'll just be truthful with you. He was... uh, Quite tough to work with, I think, in the earlier years at Apple. But at the end of the day, he had some great ideas and philosophies that I became a student of. So I I didn't really mimic him, Lori, but I did take what he did and I put it in my own context and utilized it in my situations. Wow. Pretty insightful, actually. I love that idea. I think if more people would incorporate that into their business meetings and in their plan and and with their team, they might actually see a little bit more productivity giving those people that power to say, well, actually, I think this would be a better idea because. Yeah, absolutely. And I want everyone to quit using the word, but the conjunction, but B-U-T, you know, people will say, well, this has been a great day, but well, I can tell you after they use that conjunction word, it's never a more positive response. (laughs) It's just not. So so I won't. I want everyone to quit using the term but and supplement the word and substitute and. So here's why it would work. It's been a great day, and I know it's going to get better before the day's over. You see the difference how that just makes the mind feel better? It's an and. It's an inclusive. It's not divergent. It's bringing things together. And so at the point I'm making with this is, is we have the ability to literally transform the world if you will join us with this podcast. Share this podcast with your family, with your friends. Ask them all to share it. If only they want a positive, life-transforming message every week. That's our goal. Lori and I sincerely mean that. We gain no money from this. We're not selling you anything. We're literally giving away hope by the barrel full. And how can you not end on a Monday morning on a more positive note, on a way to send it out? Jimmy, thank you for letting us pick your brain this morning. Thank you for sitting in the hot seat. And thank you for letting me try out my 
hostess with the mostest. I think I have a little bit. Uh, I, I think I still have a little mentoring to do. I, I could probably use a few more pointers. But I think everybody... you did. I think you did great, lady. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think you did great. I will tell you though. I always like the phrase, and if I may say so, a few minutes with Lori. I just love that. <laughs> Well, maybe in the future, um, we'll, we'll take baby steps. We'll work ourselves to that point. I, I really do like that. I think that could go on a t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know how to close this, Jimmy. Why don't you give our audience a challenge this week? So one thing about positivity, it's a muscle. Did you know that, Lori? And then we're going to close that. out now, but I want to give Lori a little... Oh, I won't call it biological because it has to do with the mind. So let's talk about this being something neurological. Did you know that if you're going to work a muscle, it gets bigger and it gets tougher and bolder? And so your body is one thing, but your mind is another. So if you work that positivity mindset every day, smile more, greet people with that smile. I promise you they will return in favor what your facial expressions are. So go out this week, do what Lori asked you to do, smile more, be really intentional to find the positive, the good, the powerful message, and share it with those you meet. Who knows? The one that might get the most benefit just might be you. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. <laughs>